Welcome to So Old Too. This is Lou Perez, and this is the podcast that is putting oxygen back into the Christian walk, one soul at a time. So great to be with you. And we've been talking about hope, and I, I, I can't stop talking about hope because in my life, I always need hope. And I don't know about you, but hope is the oxygen of the soul, isn't it? As we've been saying. And uh, hope has a symbol. I don't know if you knew that. I mean, real hope. I don't mean uh, hope that flees away or hope that ends in disappointment. I mean, real eternal hope has a symbol, and that is a symbol of the cross, Jesus. Why would God use uh, some dying, uh, someone dying on a cross as a symbol or a brand, let's say, and a logo for his plan to transform the world? We live in a, in a brand-infested culture where Nike has a brand and, you know, uh, you know, um, Wrangler has a brand, and every 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 retailer has their own brand. But think about the cross like a brand, but it is the brand that is eternal. And it is not a pretty brand. It's not attractive to look at. It is ugly. It is horrifying. And it is the most offensive thing in the world. In fact, in one of the most ancient parts of Rome, on a wall of a house, is the first surviving picture of a crucifixion of the crucifixion, and and it has this caricature, right? This, like, marking cartoon. Stretched on a cross was a man with the head of a donkey. And this shows that the idea of worshipping a crucified man was disgusting to ancient people. And yet today, it's, it's become kind of common, you know, we wear crosses around our necks, and, and ch- all churches, or many churches have crosses, and it's not a big deal anymore. But when you really think about it, This cross, this symbol, is a symbol of hope. And why would God choose something that is the equivalent of the electric chair today or dying by lethal injection as a brand that will bring you hope and me hope? Who would wear that around their neck? Who would wear an electric chair around their neck? You know, a small one just for fashion. And and that would somehow symbolize hope. Somebody put it this way. But if a follower of Christ would commit themselves to such an offensive, controversial symbol, they are worthy disciples. So this hope has a cost. It's not free. I mean, salvation is free, but if you really, really want God to be in your life and to save you and to to matter in your life, it's going to cost you something. Because the cross is really offensive by its very nature. And there's a part of it that has to confront the ugliness that is inside of me. That is part of that cross that has to, uh, has to come head to head with my selfish ambitions and, and my own narcissistic tendency as, as a person. So the cross is not just a place where something awful happened, but it is a place where something awesome was born. And what is that awesome thing? It is true hope. That's why hope is found in Christ. That is the only real place you find it. And there's a story I'd like to read to you based on the life of, uh, of a character in, in the book called, or rather in, in the movie called Ratatouille. And there's a touching scene in that movie, Ratatouille, where the villain, he's the, like the arch-villain, uh, Anton Eagle, uh, his name was Anton Eagle Nostalgia, where he experiences a transformation. Now, imagine this guy, he's kind of like a Scrooge, and his face looked like it was 
you know, screwed up in, in bitterness and thought. And uh, Anton is this hard and unforgiving food critic uh, whose reviews can br- make or break a restaurant. So whenever he would go to a restaurant, he would come arrogantly with his pen and pad, just ready to to uh, take them down a couple notches, and, and people would quake every time they saw him. He carries his large critic's pen like a blunt weapon waiting for its next victim. Anton enters the once famous Gustav's restaurant that since has been downgraded by previous reviews he wrote. He finds a seat at the table, and like a man uh, who's ready to pronounce a harsh judgment, he savors the moment where he will pass sentence. When suddenly, he has served a simple peasant dish, a poor man's meal. He takes the first bite and is instantly transported back to his childhood. A time when he was a person, a time when he felt loved. Tears begin to flow from Anton's eyes as he remembers what it was like to be so alive. Back to the present, Anton is... He holds this lethal pen, but it crashes to the ground like a large anvil, as if unburdening him. Then his perpetual scowl is transformed into a warm smile as he devours the rest of the humble food. Anton Ego found his heart from a simple childhood memory. And this is a, a picture of hope. When, when Christ gives us hope, we remember who we are as a person, who we're supposed to be. Because something is being being realigned in our lives. We, we were meant for love. We, we were created to love. We were created to live in a certain way. And yes, we're supposed to live holy and pure, but it's not based on holy, being holy and pure. Being holy and pure comes naturally when you know who you are in Him, when you realize who He really is, that He is the God of hope, that without His hope, you can't do it anyway. And I want to encourage you, don't, don't try to be good just find Him for yourself. Don't try to do the right thing. Find Jesus. Have a relationship with Him. And out of that relationship, out, out of that connection with Him, you will know who you're supposed to be. You will know who you are. You will be transported and transformed into the person you were always meant to be since before you were created. We read the scripture last time that, that Jesus died. Uh, he was slain before the foundations of the world. And the idea that God has prepared works for His people even before they were created, even before the world was formed. And that that is an amazing thing, that God had something for you and me to do even before we came into the picture. And that's where He wants to transport us back to, to, to get a vision for that, a vision of what it could be or what I'm supposed to be, not what I am now or what I feel like now. And that is true hope. And that's why Romans 8.28 says, For we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. When God calls you, when you have a relationship with Him and He calls you to be with Him, everything, everything will work out. It doesn't matter if it works out the way you think it might or, or want to, but it will work out because it's God's will that it works out and it's going to work out for your good. Maybe not for your desire, but for your good. Why? Because this is true hope, isn't it? True hope embraces the struggle. And by the grace of God, something is transformed in that struggle. If you like this podcast, subscribe and share it with a friend.